Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining the podcast with Money Protector. My guest is Ben Sane, uh, the co-founder of Cyberfort Advisors. And Ben, thanks so much for, for being here. Why don't you first tell people a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the company? Sure. Thanks for having me, Dan. It's great to be here today. Uh, so about myself, uh, longtime IT guy, uh, IT executive, worked in media and entertainment for a long time, uh, done a lot in cyber around media and entertainment and high net worth individuals and worked with a lot of talent in the past, uh, actors, actresses, writers, directors, and producers, and really, you know, came to understand the particular challenges that they face, um, given the, the spotlight that they have in the public eye. Um, so flash forward and, you know, started Cyberfort Advisors with my partner, Felix, um, to kind of address a lot of these issues and to make things available, uh, to high net worth individuals and, you know, everything from small businesses to large enterprises and everything in between, um, cybersecurity that used to only be available to government and to large enterprise, mm -hmm. uh, but now today are available to everybody. So let's talk about the nature of the threat. Um, uh, the threats from your website and from what I've researched are, are up dramatically and really exponentially. Um, this is really, I think, much more of a grave threat than, than people realize. Can you kind of dimensionalize where we are with the game and sort of this uh, back and forth cat and mouse with the hackers? Yeah, uh, the pandemic made everything worse. Uh, it's gave a lot of cyber criminals free reign when they realized that uh, the companies that they were attacking or the individuals that they were attacking were no longer on a fortified corporate network. They were, you know, people working from home with the home Wi-Fi uh, and a, the password is password and all these problems uh, that were easy for them to overcome. Wow. So you started seeing things like uh, IOT attacks where people were hacking into people's thermostats or the front door camera um, and starting to collect information that way and, and intelligence on people that way. And it's just escalated um, to the point now where there's, you know, thousands of attacks going on every hour of every day. Uh, it's just a matter of time before you fall susceptible for it unless you do, you know, specific things to protect yourself. So what are some of the tools that they have? Like, what are some of the tricks of the trade without getting too esoteric, like in sort of a common folk language. So we kind of understand what they're doing. Sure. So because of the internet and because of social media today, people put out a lot of information about themselves and their family and their loved ones that's publicly available. Um, I don't have to follow you on Facebook to know you, your kids' names, your pets' names, where you went for vacation last week and all, you know, a whole host of information. So once I have that, I can start to profile you uh, and start to understand where you're going and what you're doing. And then combining that with um, the ease of impersonation. So I can make it look like when the phone is ringing, the caller ID says whatever I want it to say. The phone number can be whatever the phone number I want it to be. I can impersonate a loved one from the phone number and say, hey, you know, I, I think something happened to your spouse. Uh, I found their, you know, they're unconscious in the street and I found their phone. None of this is true, but it's scary. And they can use these, these emotional triggers to get you to reveal things that 
in the clear light of day, you probably wouldn't do. But because you're panicked and stressed, you do. And so what is CyberFort Advisors doing so specifically to combat it? What are the solutions, three or four things that you guys do to combat this? A lot of things. So we really stress observability. So being able to see when things are happening to your systems and to your networks, uh, seeing people trying to attempt to break into a system or a network before they, you know, instead of after the fact when they're already in and roaming around and taking files and things like that. That's one piece of it. Uh, we also do a lot of awareness training uh, to help people become aware of what current threats are, are happening in the world uh, and how to prevent them and how to respond to them. We also provide um, a lot of protection around IoT systems and, and other things to help really, you know, kind of cut off the low-hanging fruit uh, that make it ex- extremely easy for a cyber criminal to come at you. And so a lot of it is preempting, right? So that, that's a lot of what you guys are offering. It sounds like to, you know, businesses, high net worth people is you need to preempt this before it happens. Right. It's incredibly expensive to deal with it after the fact. Uh, and that expense can be money. That expense can always be your reputation as well. So let's take a, an example. Let, let's use a hypothetical of a 55-year-old man who has, I don't know, $10 million. He's got stocks. He's got bonds. He's got an array of other holdings. Um, and let's, let's go through maybe the anatomy of an attack. What does that look like? And let's, let's, uh, let's also get into it in terms of what you might do to preempt that. Sure. So in our scenario, this guy owns multiple properties. Okay. So the, he gets a phone call. He looks at his, his phone. The caller ID says, Vail Fire Department. And in his head, he goes, oh, I own a, I own a lot and a chalet, I own a uh, property in Vail. I hope, I hope that everything's okay. Answers the phone. Hi, this is, you know, Lieutenant so-and-so from the Vail Fire Department. There was a incident at your property, um, but we think we got it out. And uh, we just need to cover some inf- some details and get some information from you so we can, you know, make sure that everything's done properly and correctly. And then they start asking, and you're freaking out because you think your your house is on fire in right, Vail right, and you're absolutely. not in Vail, you're far right, away. Right. <laughs> and you start freaking out. And so, and they start asking questions that lead into more sensitive information and you're not thinking and you're not clear headed and you just start giving things away. Then three days later, five days later, your caller ID says, Aon Recovery Services or some, you know, made up thing. Hi, this is Billy from Aon and we're working to remediate your property. And then you say, oh, no, 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 no. You know, that was, that was a misunderstanding, but you know, my house was never on fire. Oh, sure, sure. So let's go ahead and close a claim. But before I close a claim, I need to get some information from you. And again, you start giving away some information. Right. And then the way your system works is that you're able to detect that in many cases, probably, obviously, there's no 100%, but your technology is going out essentially and and assessing and finding and preempting those threats before it really graduates to that point. Yeah, exactly. So that's a big part of it. And then as these things happen, making other people aware, hey, there's a common scam, you know, we call it the fire department scam and, you know, walk through the scenario with our clients and say, okay, so 
if you do get a phone call like this, stop, take a breath, tell them you need to call them back, and then look up the phone number online. And, and that's, the part real, the, that's part of the, the training you talk about, right? That's exactly. So let's talk about this part. This is fascinating to me. And I want to say first, to preface it by saying I want to thank you and your company for sponsoring the Money Protector and really looking at high net worth individuals in this regard. Do you think most people that are high net worth are prepared now? Are they prepared for these attacks? It sounds to me like they're not for the most part. They're not. Uh, there was a survey done a few years back uh, and... 51% of the of the people surveyed had no plans in place. So it's when they think about risk, they think about risk to property, risk to portfolio, risk, you know, so they they operate in that, okay, how am I going to protect my portfolio? How am I going to protect my property? And how am I going to, you know, is it through insurance? Is it through something else, another vehicle? And that's great, but nobody thinks about cyber risk. Yeah, and I was thinking of some of the, the high net worth people I know, some of our clients I've talked to about this have said, no, this really isn't on my radar. He said, I've, I've seen it, cyber attacks and ransomware with government utilities and companies, but I didn't realize they were coming after me and they had the capability. And I think that's the sea change that's happened in the last year, right, with the pandemic is that they're setting their sights on high net worth people. It's a, it's a game changer coming after data, coming after money. Uh, and so this is something that people really need to be concerned about and have a plan. Right. And, you know, a lot of criminals have realized I can, you know, do put in a lot of effort and energy and resources uh, to extract half a million dollars from a from a mid-sized corporation and, you know, try to get through all their defenses and all the, you know, and all the things that they put in place to protect themselves. Or I could just go try and knock over half a dozen high net worth individuals and make three million dollars before lunch. Wow. That says a lot. And one other thing I know that you and I have discussed before is some people that are high net worth think, oh, I'm covered. I've got insurance. And if something like this happened, there's no problem. So I have insurance. What's your response to that? Insurance is great. Policies are always great to have. You need to read the fine print. There's a clause in there somewhere around best effort that you need to put forth best, put forth best effort. And if all you've done is buy the policy and maybe installed an antivirus program like Norton or McAfee, that's not best effort and they're not going to pay out. So now you're double for, you get the double whammy, right? I've been, I've been attacked. <laughs> I'm the mm -hmm. victim of an attack and now I can't even collect on my insurance. Wow. And so um, what is it that people should be doing right now? So if it, in terms of thinking about a next step, say, Oh gosh, I'm scared. I get it. I believe you. I want to do something. What can they do now? So you're not alone. You, you know, we're here to help. We can, you know, happy to answer questions and do consultations, help you understand what your attack surface looks like. Um, Sometimes, because everybody's different. For yeah. some people, it's just themselves. For other people, it's a large extended family uh, yeah. and, you know, and everything in between. And sometimes there's, you know, divorces that that create more challenges uh, yeah. protecting them because they're, they're still part of the, the financial net worth yeah. even though they're not an actual part of the family. So we can help with that. But really you want to think about um, what are my most vulnerable points? My most vulnerable points are people. People are the weakest link. Yeah. So what can I do to protect the people? What can I do to protect the systems that I use? That email is part of it. Um, but then also the financial institutions and the brokers that you work with and uh, how, do, you know, how do I work with them in a more secure manner? And you guys offer a free trial 
uh, as well for most We do. Yeah. We do. We have a free 21-day trial where we get everything set up and configured. Uh, and we'll see, maybe you've already been under attack and didn't even know it. And we'll mm -hmm. discover that right away. Wow. Um, or maybe yeah. somebody's plan there's something eminent that's going to happen and we'll discover that as well. So let's, let's uh, shift the discussion. Maybe the, the last part of the terrain I'd like to cover, which I think is fascinating is just the nature of the beast, the nature of cybercrime, the state of the state, just like, like just wondering, you know, where are these people? Are they state sponsored or maybe they're at least condoned by the governments? You know, what is the light? What is the anatomy of a life of a hacker in a day? Like, what is it? What is this person doing and where are they? And, you know, what's their life? It's just, I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> it's everything. It's, it is state-sponsored hackers. They focus more on large industry and utility and other government, you know, governments attacking governments. Um, by and large, you're going to be attacked by somebody who you would never take a second glance at. Um, maybe you walk by them in a coffee shop while they're tapping away at their laptop. Um, and you don't realize that in their, you know, in her purse next to her on the next chair, she's got a pineapple, and the pineapple sucked in all of your, all of your Wi-Fi data as you walk by to order your latte. Wow, um, it's just it doesn't require a lot of skill. You don't have to be an expert in computer programming to do significant damage. Um, you just have to have a bent moral compass at this point. So, do you, do you think that? Um that the threat, the, the most profound threat really ironically is the cloud? Yes, because we all take advantage of it now. Uh, from banking to information gathering to entertainment um, to home security, everything you can think of is now tied to the cloud. So you have all these yeah. entry points and exit points for your data, making sure that all those are secured. And when you drop a service, say you switch from service A to service B for something, making sure that you're scrubbed out of service A. Right, right. And there's no long-term record uh, of, of, your, of your account with them. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you just in closing is, um, you know, as you may know, I'm a channel partner at a blockchain company called BlockCerts, uh, which is a wonderful company, cutting edge, great team. And um, do you think that blockchain represents any sort of opportunity here with respect to addressing and combating cybercrime and criminals? It does. Uh, it's a great way to securitize a lot of uh, a lot of things now. Uh, you're seeing that in the NFT marketplace, right? The securitization uh, of physical objects and digital objects with the digital chain, um, and I think that that's going to help a lot, especially. Uh, as you start filing claims uh, for theft uh, or cybercrime attacks, being able to certify, you know, these things are mine. Right. In the old days, they asked you to take photos of your jewelry, right? Right, right, sure. And now now this is what they want to, to replace it. Well, well, Ben, you've done an amazing job. I really appreciate it, but I feel like we're, we're soulmates here, partners in crime to combat <laughs> all this craziness, right? It's definitely a brave yeah. new world. I guess Orwell was just off by a few years, right? <laughs> very true. Very true.